0: What is going on welcome back to Marshall time it's been a minute it's been a few weeks took a little break the NBA season's back and the NFL's a few weeks into it we'll get to the NFL in due time but we had a plan going into the show you know we're gonna talk about the league and the NFL how you know we see the teams stacking up three weeks into the season NBA preview obviously training camp starting up but now that plan has been wiped away the Dame Lillard saga is officially over a big 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 trade involving the star point guard from portland so here's the three team deal. here's the details the bucks get dame that means dame and Giannis are teaming up phoenix they get grayson allen keon johnson nasir little and joseph nurkic and portland they get DeAndre ayton drew holiday and some pick swaps and unprotected first round pick um, so that those are the main details. So obviously this has everybody talking in the sports world and the basketball world. This has been a conversation. We've talked about it. I've been over the conversation like either Dame staying or he's going. I figured before training camp starts, he'll be out of there. It didn't make sense for either party. And it's finally over. So we can finally talk about where Dame's at now, what this means for the Trailblazers, what this means for the Bucks, what this means for the Suns, and what this means for the entire NBA. Um, so just your initial thoughts on this on this deal when you
1: first heard it man i was at work man when i seen the notification and i'm just like wow like it's funny because i think one of our last episodes we actually were talking about dame and the whole situation like is you know you were saying you were tired of it i was saying like i'm you know i'm tired of it too but i get both sides so i'm happy that the trade finally got done as a sixers fan i hate it because this is crazy but i'm a dame fan too so I would love to see him be in this opportunity to really play for a contender. I feel like this is the best match for him, in all honesty. You you pair him with somebody like Giannis, who's already won and his style of play is just perfect to go with Dame. Like it's inside out. Giannis already draws so much attention when he goes to the lane. so athletic. He's so tall. He can dunk. he can lay it up, he can finish at the rim. And now it's like, all right, you you got Middleton out there and you got Dame out there. They got Brooke Lopez that can shoot too. Um, Who's there, two going to be? I see it might be Beasley or somebody he can shoot, too. They'll have a shooter there. Maybe it's- Connington, maybe. who's we'll Maybe Connington. It's going to be somebody that can shoot. That's going to be deadly. Um, and it, it's a good opportunity to see how Dean can play without having the ball in his hand all the time. Because I feel like um, he has never had that opportunity to get open looks. All his looks are tough shots. You know, it has to be ISO or pick and roll it has to be so tough. But now he's going to be he has the opportunity to get shots created for him. And I think it's going to just really be fun to watch. And it's going to be, it's going to be crazy.
0: I'm excited. You know, it's, it's funny because right. Two things we know Dame this whole time. It was Miami, 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 but the Blazers did him a solid. I think the bucks give him the best opportunity to win a championship compared to what, what the heat were going to have to give up to give the Portland versus what the bucks gave up. I think this is the best sit- basketball situation Dame could ask for now Milwaukee, Miami, you know, obviously you want to pick Miami as far as city situation, living situation, but strictly basketball, winning a championship is all that matters right now with a couple of years left, probably at his prime. I mean, what better player? I mean, Giannis is arguably, I mean, we need top two players in this league, right? The Joker, obviously, and Giannis, those are the two guys that we're looking at right now entering, entering this season. Um, and these are two guys in and, and Giannis that have always talked about, you know, there's these guys when we mention these names, it's like they haven't joined these super teams. Right. They haven't really they've been staying with these smaller market teams. These are two guys who have wanted to prove that they can do it without having to join forces. Right. And so it's pretty cool to see these two guys team up. Two guys who. I think. Mentality wise, I think they match up. I think Dame was recorded not too long ago saying if there was any player that he can play with, it would be Giannis. And I think in the All-Star Draft, didn't Giannis pick up uh, Dame? I saw that video going around <laughs> when they did the All-Star Draft. So it makes sense from a basketball standpoint. Obviously, these guys, they can play off each other. This is – I mean, obviously, this is the best player Giannis has played with, hands down, in his career. So I'm excited to see that for Giannis. We've, always, we've seen Steph. We've seen KD. We've seen LeBron. We've seen all these guys play with other superstars, other Hall of Famers. We have yet to see Giannis, he's probably, I mean, what other player have we seen outside of Giannis not play with another all-star, right? As far as Hall of Fame talent, right? Drew Holiday has been, you know, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, these aren't Hall of Fame talents. But to see Giannis play with another Hall of Fame talent, I'm excited to see that. Yeah. So with, what this means for the Bucks, they're better, right? We talk about Drew Holiday, obviously defensively what he's done, but offensively when it came down to it in these crunch time moments in the playoffs – He left a lot to be desired. He's not a guy that you can rely on to give you a bucket when it matters most. Chris Middleton, he can give you 20 points here and there, but he's getting older. He's not what he once was. So now you move him down to your third option instead of the number two option. He's number three. I think that benefits them. It benefits him. And so I think also taking the pressure off Giannis to have to make plays at the end of the game. You got a guy in Dane that can stretch the defense out. We know what he does. (laughs) You know it's Dane time, right? take the pressure off Giannis in those late game situations, not being so reliant on him to create and so I think it opens up the game even more for Giannis and so I think for the Bucks they were already I guess I mean to be honest it was a two team race anyway in the Eastern Conference before this trade and it's remains the same it's the Bucks and the Celtics. The Sixers, we'll talk about them another time but I'm over that. The Heat, they lost a couple guys and Max Strus and Gabe Vincent, they're going to fill that. Um and so, yeah, I think the Cavs will see how those young guys grow. But it's always been a two-team race entering this year, and it it remains the same. So that's what that means for Milwaukee. They're still a championship contender, probably the best team in the East. Nobody knows how it actually plays out. We don't know how Boston is going to look on the court this year. How you know maybe Marcus Smart losing him, maybe they take a step back. Or if Porzingis, if he can stay healthy, maybe that raises their ceiling up a little bit. We don't know until it actually plays out. We we've learned we've watched too many basketball games to know. You got to play the game. Miami made the finals this year, right? So you can't make these sweeping judgments saying, okay, the Bucks are championship favorites right now. On paper, yes. But is that is there that much of a gap between them and Boston still? No, I still think it's pretty close.
1: Yeah, I think you hit it right on the nose with two things, one being Dame and Giannis having the same mentality. That's going to be, like, big for them because they both – I feel like both of them just want to win. Giannis has been that way from the beginning – and he's been on record all offseason saying, I want to stay in Milwaukee, but if they don't give me a roster that I can compete every year, I want to leave. Dame, we know he wants to win. He want, he wants to, he wanted to stay loyal, but he got tired of that eventually. He was going to break down eventually. These guys want to win. Some of these guys want to win. I going not say everybody. But Dame, he wants to win. Giannis wants to win. At the end of the day, they coming together, and they both got winning first. That's what it's about. Two, um, Dame solves a big problem for them being that they didn't have that guard that could really get a bucket outside of Middleton. And like you said, Middleton's getting older. He, he's had some injuries. Drew. I love Drew. I love Drew as a player, but he got exposed in that. He's serious. All of them did with the fact that they couldn't knock down shots late game. Giannis couldn't hit free throws. They're not going to have that problem no more. Cause guess what? You put them at the line. He's knocking them down. You know what I mean? So it's just a whole different thing now. And it just changes the whole dynamic of the league. If you ask me, um, we do got to see how they're going to fill out the rest of the roster. I mean, as far as the two spot, but they still got Bobby Portis. They still got Coniston. They still got Lopez. It's like mm-hmm. they got all, all they, it's like an upgrade to me. You went from Drew to Dame. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, it's the way they built the team around Giannis, right? Giannis is obviously the center of everything, but they built that team to where they're a machine at this point. And then you had a guy like Dame who transcends the system, right? Giannis has never played with another guy who, is, who transcends the system. All these other Hall of Famers that we talk about today, they've played with LeBron and Kyrie and Harden and Westbrook, KD, Steph, PG, Kawhi. they play played with Hall of Famers. Giannis is yet – I think he's the only – we can say he's the only, like, top ten guy who hasn't played with another Hall of Famer, right? Uh, yo, I dude. mean, if Jamal Murray keeps this rate up, right, he's a Hall of it, Famer, it, right? It, it, so, I mean, arguably Giannis is the last remaining top ten guy who we can say hasn't played with, like, a perennial superstar, all-star. And so I'm excited to see him get that opportunity. Um, and so we'll, we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. You still gotta, you gotta play the games. A lot can change in the playoffs. We don't know. There always surprise teams, surprise developments. Miami always reels out undrafted guys. Who knows what they have going on in Miami. We'll see. I never, never count them out. Cleveland, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell. We'll see if they take that next step as well. So, but to me, the East is Milwaukee and Boston. I like it for Portland too. Obviously you get, you get, you, you close this chapter. Now Scoot Henderson, this is your team. Like clear it out. We're Scoot. We're Shane Sharp. We're Anthony Simons. You get some. You know, I think they have a they have a 2028 unprotected swap picks, 2029 unprotected first round, and 2030 unprotected swap right. So three straight years, you got a good draft situation. You get Drew Holiday. I don't think Drew's staying there. From reports, they're going to try to flip him. And so for me, Drew Holiday is probably the most coveted player right now for a contending team and so if you're Portland more picks maybe more young assets and so I started looking at thinking we started talking you know before the show via text like some teams that could possibly look into them. the Sixers obviously James Harden is not happy with that situation maybe there's a three-team deal sending Harden to the Clippers Portland who will see what they would want in, in return but you send a duality back to Philly I think Boston should inquire about duality they lose a Marcus Smart, but we know what Drew Holiday brings defensively. I think New Orleans, if I'm New Orleans, I'm calling about Drew Holiday. They really don't have a true point guard. I think CJ McCollum is their starting point guard, but really to me he's more of a natural two. You get a guy like Drew Holiday, come back to New Orleans, a veteran backcourt with McCollum and Drew Holiday with those young pieces. I think New Orleans could definitely, definitely do well with Drew Holiday. Obviously the Clippers are going to be talked about, but to me Boston, Philly, and New Orleans are three teams that I think should definitely looking into Drew
1: Holiday. It's funny, man. Drew Holiday, I think any team that's in a contending or once they contend is calling that phone, calling mm-hmm. for it. And it's funny because when you hear Drew Holiday's name, you don't think of a guy that's like, oh, every team needs to have him. But when it comes down to it and it's time to win games and you need a player, that extra piece that's going to take you over the hump. Drew is that type of player. So all these teams, you got Boston, you got us, you got Miami, you got the uh, Clippers, you got even the Warriors might shoot. The Warriors might be on the phone. You never know. That'd be crazy. thought about that too. Play is going. Mm -hmm. Anybody that's contending could really go after him because the thing about Portland is they're just, they probably just want picks and young players and free of Mm -hmm. caps. That's all they want. They're not asking for a star or a great player in return. So it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. I would love for him to come back to Philly. Um, I feel for Drew, too, though, man, because it's crazy. Just yesterday I saw he was on a podcast saying that he wants to retire in Milwaukee. He wants to stay in Milwaukee <laughs> the rest of his career. And it's like, dang, just like that, he's gone. And it's like the whole time Milwaukee probably already had the tree ready. They already knew it was coming. But that's the business, man. So um, I know Drew was talking about retiring in a couple of years. So hopefully he can get to a contending team to get, you know, a last chance to get another ring. So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah. If you had to pick a
0: team, who would be –
1: who you would say would raise
0: their championship odds greatly. What team would that be like out of all the teams who could get drew holiday, which team would really solidify themselves as a, a tr- as a
1: championship contender, like go, a truly like we can, we can get over this zone I'm going to go, I'm going to go two teams, one from the West, one from the East, the West is the Clippers, mm-hmm. especially if they can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. They can stay healthy and they get somebody like Drew and they're already a deep team. They're right there because you know, Kawhi and PG is going to play there. You know, Drew's going to play there. It's like your one through three is locking up whoever, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's hard to beat as far as the East goes. I'm, I'm going to say Boston because they're missing that true point guard. So I'm hearing reports that they might run Tatum at the one. I love Tatum. I love Tatum, but we've never seen him in that position. If, so, I him. I don't know if it's gonna work because he's a scorer first at the end of the day. He's mm-hmm. a scorer first. You can't ask him to go out there and try to playmate when he doesn't have scores as good as him on the team. We just saw Jalen Brown get exposed because he can't go a certain way. How's mm-hmm. that going to work? You need a real point guard out there to get Tatum in his spots. That's the, that's been big Boston's biggest problem just how dame has to always take tough shots is the same for mm-hmm. tatum tatum all, all tatum shots are tough he has to take tough shots if he gets a point guard like drew in there it's going to change the whole game up so i'll go celtics and clippers for sure
0: yeah i mean with boston i, I like to me it's boston like the, the first team that came mind out, outside of being biased and thinking about the sixers what always think about what this means for your team right i look at the second team the team that you know i, I cover um but also just the team that i obviously i know a lot of a lot about following the last couple years and The reason why they got Malcolm Brogdon this past season was to avoid having Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to uh, handle the ball as much, right? Like limiting, limiting, limiting their turnovers, because that was an issue, especially in not this past year's but last year's playoff run. We know Jalen Brown, he, he has trouble going to a certain direction, as you just mentioned. And Jason Tatum is not a natural playmaker. He's not a natural. You don't think about his passing ability, right? He's more of a scorer. And so, easing the pressure off those two guys with having to be creators. That's why you get a Malcolm Brogdon and a Derek white. And so you lose a market smart. There's reports that Malcolm Brogdon may not be happy in Boston because he was, he was dangled in that trade, the trade rumors. Right. And so, um, the initial trade up, I think it was, yeah, the trade to get Porzingis, um, Malcolm Brogdon's name got floated around in there. And so there's some, uh, unhappiness according to some reports about his situation in boston and so you get a drew holiday in there defensively we know what he's about another playmaker and to me he's like a he's a player that you just plug in and play like you don't have to set up any system for him or any plays like he just knows how to impact the game he doesn't he doesn't even need the ball to to make an impact right and so i think boston needs those type of guys especially with losing the market smart so boston to me Danny Ainge, I mean Brad, not Danny Ainge. Brad Stevens should be making that call right away. But like you said, any contending team should be making that call. I mean, if you're not Denver, you should make that call. <laughs> like, or I mean, Cleveland's good. I think Cleveland has they're they're situated with Garland and Mitchell. So um, there's reports that Miami may inquire about Drew Holiday, which would be funny. Uh, well, a whole funny twist to that story. So um, I think Boston, the Clippers, would be intriguing. Um, so yeah, any, any contending team, you should be making those calls and seeing what it would take. Now, when it comes to the landscape, since we're on the top of the, of the NBA, you might as well just dive into how we're seeing the season training camps are getting going media days. We can take it two ways an overall view or a conference to conference view. Um, let's do conference to conference. Let's do it. Let's start with the Western Conference. Like, how do, who do you see as far as the top three? What's the top three looking? If all things being equal, everybody's healthy, right? Because we know the Clippers situation. We know the Warriors situation. We don't know if Clay is he going to be the same? Is he going to get back to his full strength? We know Zion and New Orleans. We don't know how that's going to be. So all things being equal, these teams are healthy. How do you see the West shaking out? Like, what's what's that top four looking
1: like for you? So I'm going with Denver at number one. I can't I can't dethrone the champs. Nothing's changed that much in the West for me to change it. I'm going with Denver, two. This is where it gets a little tricky. It's really up in the air. Up in the air. That's what I'm saying. And it's really about. I'll go. I'll go Lakers just because I feel like they did make it to the conference finals. Mm. You know they 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 made some moves. They definitely made some good moves. So I'll go with Lakers at two, three. I'm gonna go Golden State for the Clippers. Hmm. Not feeling Phoenix. Oh, uh, I forgot about I forgot about Phoenix. Hopefully. Bill KD Booker. <laughs> How can I forget? Forgive me. <laughs> we matter of fact, honestly. I like I like Phoenix this year. Yeah, going, no, no, no. Let me redo this. If we being real, I'm telling you. I'm going Phoenix. Phoenix going, number one? I'm going Phoenix number one. I don't care. I'm saying it. And the reason I'm saying it is because... Nurkic has the big got, man. They, huh? got Bill, they got Bill now. Yeah. Sorry. They do. Oh, Bradley Bill's been hurt, but when you look at it, if I'm looking at a roster and I see Bradley Bill as my third option, uh-huh. you're not beating that. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. That's just in my eyes. I I, I can't. I can't. Uh-huh. Now, on a, now, there are question marks because we need to see if Book can really run, run the point guard efficiently. We're going to have to see that. If he uh-huh. can do that, though, that team is deadly. Yeah. But all right, we'll go. I'll keep the Nuggets just to, just because they the champs. I'll keep They're the them. champs. You gotta come on, you gotta, you gotta keep, they deserve that because Phoenix has to prove that they can all work together, even though I know they will. We're we'll gonna go with Nuggets, Phoenix, Lakers, Warriors, Clippers. I love Kawhi, I like PJ, but it is what it is. They gotta stay healthy and they haven't done anything. So that's my four. That's my top four. Okay.
0: All right. And the West, look, uh, the West, I mean, they they the Nuggets got the Joker, like what are we talking about he's the ultimate like card like we we got him we got this guy what are you gonna do about it there's nothing you can do about it you know what i mean and we have a system around already set in place that works so perfectly around him he's a point center like you know what i mean jamal murray you know he's healthy like after 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 seeing that last season in the playoffs that was very encouraging Michael Porter Jr. I mean, health, a lot of these teams, health is such a major concern. We don't know about Michael Porter Jr. Every, any any given night, I feel like he could be on the injured list. You know what I mean? You just don't know. You lose a Bruce Brown, who was great in the playoffs. He got a well-deserved payday. But I think Christian Braun will step up and fill that role because he showed some things in NBA Finals against the Heat and Gordon's back. And so having that chemistry already in place, that championship experience that these guys have now, they got over that hump. I think there's a certain level of confidence that comes with that. Now, obviously, repeating is tough. Like it's not easy. Like these teams aren't repeating every year. It's difficult. So that'll be the test. When you win that championship, what do you do when you're not the hunter anymore? Right? Teams are coming after you now. How do you follow that up? You got to follow that up. That's what makes the Bulls and these other dynasties of years past so great. They re- like they did it again and again. The first question mark about the Nuggets were, can they get over that hump? They did it. Okay. Now it's like, can you do it again? And so. Because they're the champs, they're number one. But Phoenix, I think they're coming. I think, I mean, to have those three guys, man, you can't double, you can't double any of those guys now. Like you can't at any given night. KD, Booker, or Bill can go off and give you 30, 40, 50, right? So for a defense, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta figure out how to <laughs> how to defend that. That's a headache to me. Um, and so, giving what they have and what they had to do to fill out the roster, I feel like they did honestly a re- really good job considering the salary cap and they didn't have that much resources to fill fill out their roster. I feel like Phoenix did a really good job. pick up an Eric Gordon, a veteran, um, Utah Watanabe. I think he might do really well with those guys getting a lot of open looks. He was a really a Really solid player last year for the Nets, right? Knocking down some shots. And so I think that was a solid pickup. And so we'll see how the supporting cast goes, but it starts with those three. And so I think Phoenix is number two. Three is where it gets tricky, right? Because this can go to the Lakers, the Clippers, or the Warriors. I want to say the Warriors because out of respect for Steph, but I just don't know. I got to see how the Chris Paul thing works out. I got to see it. I got to see it. Um, I gotta see how Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, I gotta see how they develop because I thought last year those guys would take a certain jump, and I just didn't see it. If Kaminga makes that leap that I feel like he can make, Golden State would be my third team right here. But, but because of what we saw from the Lakers toward the end of the season, getting getting a Gabe Vincent this year, like re-upping Austin Reeves, getting these guys back, I think the Lakers are number three. And at four, look, Clippers or Warriors. I'm going to give it to the Warriors number four, though, Um, strictly because I can't trust the hell. I mean, we're saying all things equal guys being healthy, but still Steph Curry. I still feel like he's not slowing down. He's still at the top of his game. And I expect Kaminga to make a to make a a jump. I think he'll be better this year. So, yeah, Um, Denver, Phoenix, Lakers, Warriors to the east.
1: I think the top two is easy. Yeah, we know the top 2 is clearly it's going to be Milwaukee and Boston. Um after that, I'll go Miami just because they're the you know defending champs. And at 4, I can't really say us just yet cuz I don't know what we're going to do. If we could get something valuable for Harden, I'm putting us at 4. But I'm gonna be real, right now the way it's looking, I like the Knicks at 4. I like the Knicks at 4. Only- really? Yeah, I like I like how they I like how they came along against um against the Cavs, mm-hmm. you know Jalen Brunson's game, RJ Barrett, he got a little better last year, but you know he's still a little inconsistent. Julius Randle, he just he just is what he is. Um, but I mean I would put us if we can get even if Harden comes back, even though I don't really I'm not a big fan of him, we're better than the Knicks. Mm-hmm. So. But just because I don't know where we're going to be for the time being, yeah, I'll put the Knicks at four. But that's just with an asterisk on it. Like, really, truthfully, I know we're better than the Knicks if we got a full roster. But yeah. Let's uh, but, the see. Cavs what intrigue me though? Um,
0: I mean, I I like I like them last year. They finished fourth last year. I like the pickup of Max Struce, getting some shooting in there. Um so I mean, I'm the fourth spot is—I mean, obviously the Bucks and the Celtics are top two. Number three, I'm not so sure about Miami this year either. Like I'm looking at the roster.
1: Huh? Yeah, but we know, like you said, they always get it done. So they hell. always get it
0: done. Here's the thing: if Nikolai yovich jo- right? If he's who they say he is, then yeah, Miami. Haquez, UCLA rookie. If he can do what he did in the summer league and at, and at UCLA. Of course, Caleb Martin's bat. You got Duncan Robinson. Um, But you don't have that Max Struess and Gabe Vincent, those guys who can make those big buckets, right, that they needed in crucial points. But it's the heat culture, right? So we got we to gotta give them some credit there. But three, I, I'll give it to Miami. Eastern Conference champs, I'll give it to Miami. The fourth spot is up in the year. We're talking about the Sixers, man. To me... They can be a better team than the Knicks. They can be a better team than the Cavs, but I know where this I know where this ends. It ends in the second round. Like it's it's the same cycle. And that's where I take points away from the Sixers because we know how this ends. Like the regular season at this point, I don't care what you do. You won 50 games last year, Joel was MVP. It doesn't matter. You fold it when it mattered most, right? And so I look at a Cavaliers team with a young squad growing together, exciting. You know what I mean? Like that intrigues me more than a Sixers team that I know what to expect. Even the Knicks, like, I know what to expect with the Sixers. I do. And so right now with James Harden's situation, it's just so – I don't know. I don't even know what we can get back from him because, to me, the way he's moving around, he's at the club with signs that says Daryl Morey is alive. Do you see that? Like, at this point, that relationship is done. It's, it's cooked. So training camp is coming up. I don't even know if he's going to show up, and even if he does – we know what Harden's about when he's not happy, yeah, right? He's, he's gonna not- be out of shape, that's, he's gonna be checked out. And I, like, come on, who has to, like, come on, get out of it, get him out. So, even his trade value, I don't know, it's not as good as it once was. So, what are we gonna get? Even if we don't get you a holiday,
1: then what? You know what? I will say this, and actually, I'm gonna put this at four because of this. we got Kelly Uber, which was a, a we low, did. low key good pickup because what's going to happen is. The pro- one of the biggest problems for the Sixers outside of late game, you know, collapses, we don't have enough versatile players on our team. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, we don't have enough guys that can guard multiple positions, can rebound, can run out and transition. We tried to get Jaden McDaniels in here. He didn't, I mean, Jalen McDaniels, he didn't pan out. We had Matisse, he couldn't shoot. You know what I mean? Right. We don't have a lot. Kelly Oubre is a guy that's he's he's athletic, he has mm-hmm. long arms, he can shoot, he can defend. You know what I mean? And if it was me, I'm putting him in the lineup over PJ. Or he should over, start over him or Tobias or PJ. Truthfully, I would put him in over PJ because he's going to give us more athleticism. Um, and it's going, honestly, we could be better than what we expect, dependent on Embiid becoming a better passer and mm-hmm. if Maxey takes that next step, which I think he will. So we'll see.
0: I like the addition of Oubre. We get more athletic, you know, more versatile. That's something that this team, as you just mentioned, has been missing. But I mean, look, too many question marks. I feel like we have a better coach than Nick Nurse. I feel like this roster is slowly coming back, getting getting to today's style of play and today's NBA player, which you should be, a two-way player, versatile. But I look at the roster, Tobias Harris is still on it. James Harden is still on it. I just, I can't trust this team right now. I cannot, I cannot do it. You know, like I just, Embiid is Embiid. Maxi, I feel like he's still a young player. He's going to grow. He's still going to continue to grow, but... Those other pieces, Tobias Harris, can I trust it? I just can't. I really can't. And am I as a fan, this is this is the fan speaking, right? How many second round exits are we gonna see? Like, how many? So honestly, I'm and I've told this to somebody, they're a first or second round exit away from really having to reevaluate where they are as a as a franchise. Like everybody everything's on the table because at that point you're in danger of becoming sort of like a uh a blazers east like a team that's in no man's land. you got a superstar but what else like we know your ceiling isn't a championship ceiling anymore and your superstar is getting older but he's not like a young basketball player anymore like you look at his age time is flying by right and so to me this is probably the most important year for this franchise. This is crucial. This can dictate the direction of where they go over the next couple of years. So when it comes to the Sixers, that's how I feel about them right now. Now we'll see where James Harden goes. If they get a Drew Holiday, we'll see. And then we'll reevaluate everything. But to me, the East right now, Milwaukee, Boston, Miami. And I'm gonna give it to man. You said the Knicks, right? Knicks are your four? I'm going to give Cleveland four. I'm going to give Cleveland four.
1: I'm putting us back at four just because I think even without Harden, I think the addition of Uber and Max taking that next step would still let us be better than the Knicks and the Cavs in my yeah. opinion. So that We'll obviously-
0: see, man. I got it. <laughs> I gotta see Harden, it.
1: I don't want Harden back with his drama and his attitude. That's just gonna be a distraction. Cause I look back to when when Ben was doing this, when was doing his nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's some good ball. Like you could tell the team was energized. They were really mm-hmm. into it. And I feel like it could be the same thing here, just for a longer period. And we have more defense, more defense now. You know what I mean? So we'll see.
0: I hope Paul Reed takes that next level we're seeing some positive things i hope Jaden springer takes the next step if those two guys can take the next step paul reed and Jaden springer then okay i have more confidence you know what i mean but at this point i've just seen it i've seen i've seen it too much i've seen it too many times i've seen it way too many times and i hope they prove me wrong i gotta see what this what this hardened trade possible trade brings back and then we'll have a better understanding where this team can be but right now as is james harden that's just a toxic situation um and so i just got to see what they do with that i can't yeah the sixes are a to be continued to be determined because i can't really gauge them right now it's unsettled so that's why i stand with them so after that trade maybe they'll move up to the fourth spot but as of now i just don't know i can't i just i don't know about that situation right now all right well we'll see probably by by the next time we do this show James Harden may be somewhere else. Drew Holiday may be somewhere else. And we'll have a whole new different conversation about all of this. But that's the great thing about the NBA. From the time the season starts to the summertime, it's like always something going on. Um, next show, maybe we'll talk about the NFL. We'll, we'll make time for that. But it's just we had to dedicate this one to the Dames. This is the Dame show. The NBA starting back up. So next time we'll talk. Who knows what other big trade we'll be talking about. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. We'll be talking about the NBA again as far as another trade. I, I think so.
1: I think it's so. It's crazy because I, I believe Dame's debut is going to be against the Sixers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, maybe that's Drew Holiday's debut in Philly. We'll see. We'll oh, see. Man. Oh, man. But uh, thank you all for watching. Make sure to subscribe.
1: Check us out on YouTube. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Peace out.